Ladies and gentlemen out there in Radio Land, we are coming to you once again, not live through the power of the internet. Something uh, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's good. I just wish you hadn't said something like that. Oh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I forgot the rest of what I said. <laughs> uh, God. Anyway, um, I'm Pat, and this is Those Muckrakers. Fuck you, what about me? <laughs> You're, um... I don't know. So why don't let you do the, let you do the opening? It's episode sixty-four of Pete, and he's apparently Pat, who's forgotten that he's been hosting this podcast with me. I've uh, I've <laughs> I've forgotten. You forgot that this is episode sixty-five. I thought you said it was sixty-four. No, nope, that was last week. Oh well, now the time has flown. Um, yeah, man. Uh, up top, because. Uh, it's it's really hard to make this podcast not a like I hate you Donald Trump, and uh, but there there is a thing that you brought up earlier that I I just wanted to talk about real quick. Um, you so <laughs> the, as soon as we start pulling our news together, you said that he he was at a an NRA convention and he started making fun of French terror attack victims. Yeah, he decided to reenact a. A French terror attack, and he was talking about, well, you know, their gun laws really aren't all, all that good, so while they're out there, they're all like, yeah, boom, yeah, boom. And he just started reenacting people being murdered in France, just making fun of them for having lax gun laws. Or would, ha- uh, having gun laws, I mean, having, when I say lax laws, I mean lax ability for people to actually be able to get them. They that would that would anyway. be like if you were like, I don't understand these World War One pussies hiding out in trenches you know what i do i'd get up out of the trench boom shoot i just shoot them all i just get out of the trench and i would just shoot all the bad exactly by saying these people didn't have guns that's why they're all getting shot that he's that's why basically what he's saying is you know if i was there i would be able to just run in and shoot them because i'd have a gun if they had guns they could do that People don't understand whenever you're scared fucking shitless, it's much harder to actually act. They, if they aren't emotionally attached to the situation while it's happening, at a point where they don't know if they're going to get out of this alive, they don't actually know how they're going to act. Well, also, I've seen Trump in fear of his life, and he runs like a coward. Well, your body does... So there's this really cool thing I learned. Like, So your body does an adrenaline dump, right? Yeah. Um, And... uh. Without, like, there's a reason that, like, in the military, they go through tons of training because you're, uh, you need to train your body to react because your brain goes haywire and you still get tunnel vision and stuff. Um, yeah. when I, when I was like, you life- really do have to be trained to uh, operate through those yeah. adrenaline rushes because you lose control of certain things that you don't expect to. So when but- I was, when I was lifeguarding, it was fascinating. Like, the stuff they warn you about, um, is that drowning people lose all sense of reason and so when you're like hey i'm a lifeguard they won't go oh thank god they'll grab your head and push you down and try to use you to stay afloat yeah yeah because like, they're, they're just trying to stay alive yeah, at that point it's pure animalistic survival yeah 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 like uh there was an article i read too about like how most drowning victims did you know that they don't make any noise as they drown why is that um because of the adrenaline dump your body actually is incapable like your throat like you're incapable of making noise. Like, you just stop. You're unable to scream. Like, your body freaks out. I wonder if, like, evolutionarily, the reason for that is uh, people that were in danger that did not scream to let, like, animals know where they were at tended to survive. Probably, you know? Like, like ba- you know, like, back in the caveman era, 
that could be um, you know it's what this... what let those people survive was that they wouldn't scream whenever they were in a lot of pain like you fall and break your leg you don't scream you're very quiet you can get away yeah you scream a wolf comes and eats you well they actually think that's why uh crying developed huh in extreme pain leaking tears was a way to alert your other uh tribe members that you were in pain or danger without making noise oh wow yeah. Uh, your body does a lot of crazy things. We were told, like, this is lifeguards. Like, this is, like, lifeguard school. Like, this is, like, you're here to save lives. But you were supposed to swim out there. You are supposed to push that little plastic float that, like, you know, the Baywatch lifeguards have. You're supposed to yeah. push it out at them. And if they try to get around that and get to you, you let them know that if you don't, if you come any closer to me, I'm going to leave you here to fucking die. Because <laughs> you know that uh, there's a chance they could just, like, grab you and yeah. try to drown as you. As soon as they get a hold of you, man, it's game over. And that's the other big thing is we, we've kind of done people a disservice. We talk about, oh, it's flight or fight. Um, a better name for it is actually flight, fight, or freeze. I could see that, yeah, like a deer in headlights just freezing up. Right, because freezing is a protective, like, in the, in the nature, if you freeze, the predator may not see you, you know? Um, but yeah, any any idiot that's just like, if I was there, well, you fucking weren't. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why these kids just hit under tables. He can't shoot you all. Yeah, but he can shoot a lot of you, and no one wants to be the first guy rushing a gunman to get shot. Yeah, yeah. They can't shoot you all. Well, even if you go, like, all at once. First of all, if it's like an AK-47 or something, he can shoot you all. Yeah. Just sort of swivel it around, and you're all, you all fall down. Yeah. But uh, secondly, just... even, I mean, you don't want to just throw endless bodies at someone until, you know, they are have to stop and reload. It's like, okay, he got 37 of us, but number number 38, you go get him. He, he has to reload. He's reloading the clip, and well, you're dead, too. You should have you should have jumped over your, your, your brother faster and got to him. Yeah, that just that dumb. And, you know, the interesting thing is, like, he's not speaking to the, the vast majority of people because um, I, I was talking to a, a mutual friend of ours of the day, and we were talking about the NRA and stuff, and, like, he, he really, you know, he's ex-military, he really likes guns, but he doesn't like the NRA because they're not actually a gun rights advocacy, advocacy group. They're just a corporate, they're a corporate entity, and the NRA is a shill for the for this corporate interest. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of... There's a lot uh, of all, they, all they want to do is make uh, ammunition manufacturers the maximum amount of yeah. money possible. That's all they exist for. There's a lot of really reasonable gun owners, and I think someone needs to start, like, a rival NRA for reasonable... Uh, Gun control, own, gun and gun owners, and like you know, that's just like, hey, but let's let's not. The be... reason I was just gonna say the reason why the NRA is bad is because they do things like whenever legislation comes up to say, you know, maybe men who beat their wives should not be allowed to buy a gun again if you know they did like serious jail time for abusing family members because yeah. those guys are known for buying guns and shooting whoever well, they went to jail at, for beating. Yeah, if you look at spousal abuse... Uh, the, the NRA refused to let anyone that they give money to yeah. vote in favor of that law, so it was shot down, so well, we could not pass that law. Well, the spousal abuse uh, um, hero's journey, if you will, is uh, you know, beat your spouse, stalk your spouse, kill your spouse with a gun. That's how that goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I wanted to and, just add that in because I hate, I hate armchair quarterbacks. Just all around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, the other thing is that we need to do like research into gun violence to figure out why this happens so that we can discover like ways to regulate guns that will be the most effective way for people to still get to keep their guns. But, you know, we're not seeing mass shootings every other day, but we cannot research gun violence at all 
all. Yeah. We cannot even look into it because the NRA says, no, you can't do that because they know if one person is deprived of, deprived of a gun, that's one fewer cell. And they're trying to squeeze every penny they can out of people. They don't care how much blood money or how much blood is on this money. They, they just want it. But speaking of the NRA, there's um, Ollie North is in the news today. Tell us, who is Ollie North? Because I've also forgotten, but I'm going to pretend that you're explaining to the listener. Okay. Uh, Oliver North was someone that used to work for uh, Ronald Reagan. And when Reagan was going to uh, go to prison for the Iran-Contra scandal, uh, everything was sort of pointed towards Ollie North. And then Ollie took all of the uh, documents and handed it to, uh, what, what was her name? Something fun? I don't remember. His secretary, at any rate. And she shredded all the evidence, so then everyone got to, uh, to go free. And why is he in the news now? Uh, because you know how he's taking over as head of the NRA. Right. Uh, Wayne LaPierre is now claiming that he is being extorted and pressured to resign by Oliver North. <laughs> well, fuck you both. Um, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a wonderful story because it's just monsters fighting monsters. It's like the it's like the devil uh, being blackmailed by uh, Pan, the goat god, and being like, he's trying to force me out as leader of hell. Yeah, well, fuck you both. Exactly. I hope you both get. I hope you guys get stuck on a desert island with nobody to talk to but each other. <laughs> that would be wonderful. That's my like. That's my new like. I just. I wish I. Could, I just want to wish people into the cornfield. That's my. You know. That's my thing. Um. So uh, let's get into the cornfield of uh, Dear Abby, shall we? Woohoo! Let's do it. All right. I got a Dear Abby and a Dear Amy, and and Dear Abby, they write, <clears throat> Dear Abby. Many years ago, I had an affair with a married man. We eventually married and have had a long and happy life together. It was love at first sight for me. Both of us have had both of us had children with our former spouses. Since no one knows about our affair, I'm wondering what I should do with our love letters and the poems we wrote to each other over those five years. Neither of us wants to hurt our children or our grandchildren, nor be remembered negatively after our deaths, but it would certainly shock them all. However, there is much information in these letters that might give insight into why we both wanted divorces so we could marry. We are getting along in years, so please advise. Wondering in Texas. Uh, <clears throat> well, if y'all have been together for a long and happy life, you can say, well, kids, you know, our um, relationship didn't exactly start off in the... Um... Text, you know, as a textbook romance, but instead, well, here's a bunch of letters of us talking about each other in a scantily clad ways. Don't worry, I, we, we we redacted all the worst parts. It'll make you cringe. <laughs> give them a and Bob just Bar. Hand them all the letters. <laughs> give them a Bob Bar version of just it's all redacted, or you give it to Ollie North's secretary and she can just shred them. I want to say Fun Hill. I keep thinking Anita Hill, but that's someone else. Yeah. Well, I here's I got a different take on this. Uh, hey, Grandma, no one wants to read your fuck letters. The end. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Now, personally, I would just say, fuck it. Go ahead and show them whatever. This way, while you're still alive, you can add this, you know, context of, okay, so some of this is scandalous, but just know that we do love each other now. Yeah, I All think, of this worked yeah. out. I think if you're going to release it, release it so you can make commentary on it. But also, again, Grandma, no one wants to read your fuck letters. That's all I'm saying. Like, yeah, if... Uh, if I found it, it, it yeah. <laughs> end of the day, no one's going to want to read these. Like, she, she's kidding herself if she thinks. Now, I do believe in re saving things for, you know, historic. 
what am I trying to say? Preserve documents for history's yes, sake. Absolutely. But no one's going to want to read them. That's it's, like, it's just going to be preserved, and that's that. That's what kind of, I want my diary to go on after I die, but I don't think that anyone's really going to be like, ooh, this is juicy. This is the part where he was a janitor, or the other part where he was a janitor. Like, no one, <laughs> no one cares. Um, but yeah, like, I don't, I don't think people are going to care that much. And if they do, like, if I wow. found out that grandma cheated on grandpa and had, you know, with other grandpa and had like, they'd written love letters, I'd be like, ah, I mean, I guess, you know, email me a copy, I'll read them, but I don't, it's, who cares? And that, dear diary, was the third time I peed my boss's coffee cup. For some reason, I'm imagining it, uh, I'm imagining it. hasn't. It- he hasn't caught on yet, so I'm starting to wonder. Yeah, that's the problem. Does my, I don't. D- does my pee taste good? I don't Maybe diary. I, try it. I don't diary all the juicy stuff I've done in my life. You should. You should. <laughs> that's the problem. I I I journal the boring stuff, but I don't journal like, dear diary. Today I I peed in my former boss's coffee cup. Like I've never I never wrote that down. I probably should. Yeah, I, I guess I should go back and do a. Uh, a highlights reel diary where I just do all the weirdest <laughs> stuff that I've done. That was the fifth time I saw Wesley shit into a coffee pot. I haven't seen that yet. You saw that, right? Many times, yes. Wait, many times? I thought it was just the one time you guys were at a hotel and he shit in the coffee pot. Yeah, the, um, what's it called? Not, not STC. It was whatever the technology club was. Yeah, that was funny. I mean, it... did he take it in the bathroom with him or did he just drop trowel right there? Oh, no, the coffee pot was in the bathroom. Just so really, they were asking for it. Just because, did he turn it on afterward? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, see, that's the thing. You're doing it wrong, man. If you want to make a dookie stew, you got to do it and pour it into the back of the coffee maker and then turn it on. Oh. Uh, we did that with P once. Also, when we were, something about the kids from our school fucking up coffee makers. We were on some school <laughs> trip, and before we left, we pissed in the coffee maker and turned it on. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but never, not... never ever use the coffee maker in a hotel, kids. Listening to uh, to this show, you never know what's been ran through it. But the thing that makes it so amazing about doing it with poop is it's going to have that dookie, that cook dookie smell. <laughs> It'll you really I mean? um, waft yeah. up the whole the whole place. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, God, we're so so. I look back on these like, haha. But like, also, what an asshole. Like. That's what my diary should be titled if it's ever published. It's just like, the diary of Pete. What an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't wait to find out if um, Wesley does listen to this episode or not, because he'll definitely bring that up. You're like yours. You're giving out all my secrets. I mean, people do terrible things in hotels. Like, when I used to work in a hotel, there was that one time where a guy got drunk, and I guess he started pooping in the bedroom uh, and continued pooping and slipping in it all the way into the bathroom. <laughs> and then fell down like this is all like this is all a CSIing it afterward right like God. like we're, we're just like and then he tried to make it to the bathroom but he slipped and fell down but then he got back because there's like crap there's like there's like duty handprints all over the wall and stuff oh god um, it's like um it's like your dexter except instead of like blood splatter pattern analysis it's duty splatter pattern analysis <laughs> yeah and uh the guy like at one point his glasses fell off in it and he just left them in the stream of poo has a broken line right here so what moved in front of it at the last minute and was splattered with poo we must find it and then we'll know who the witness was well the best thing was he quite like i guess he showered and like quietly checked out early (laughs) and when the maid went in she opened the door and it was just like and then just like oh my god um (laughs) 
so like they you know they po, called po everywhere. they called out the uh there's these um there are these companies you call to clean up like crime scenes and stuff nice they had to call one of those and then the guy was going to try to dispute the charges on his room did so wait they they were able to charge him extra for the poo yes you get charged a cleanup fee like if you just drop trowel and shit all over a room you get charged for that so did you send it to him like after he checked out then i mean it was part of his bill once they found that they just billed him and he was like i dispute this and i go man look i would just go that seems fair and then not say anything else about it because <laughs> you're not gonna win that one like i don't what are you gonna take it to court like i mean i guess if you're really like someone else must have broken in in the hours between the time i let yeah come on dude also your glasses are in it Ugh. you know what i mean like open and shut case Yep. Case closed, except also open until I solve it. Um, Detective Pikachu. So, uh, all right, let's go to the next. Uh, so I have a Dear Abby and I have a Dear Amy. Oh, wow, that one. I, I forgot we were in the middle of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're at the Dear uh, Abby now? Uh, we're, we're at the second one. We're at the Dear Amy. Oh. There's an Abby and an Amy. So it says, Dear Amy, my former boss is stalking me. Hold on. Let me give this Shoot a little him. bit. Let me give this a little bit of a Vincent Price. <clears throat> Dear Amy, my former boss is stalking me. I left my job and now he is frequenting my house and new workplace by driving by. I unfortunately <clears throat> had an affair with this man over ten years ago. I realize I overstepped boundaries by having the affair with him. I also stayed in the job after the affair had ended because I couldn't find work elsewhere. Now I feel like I somehow deserve the stalking, and there's nothing I can do about it. I have read that the best action is no action, but I am becoming severely depressed, terribly anxious, and suicidal. My job is part of a community, and I wouldn't be able to continue my work in my town if I confronted him and he decided to retaliate by dragging my name through the mud. Help. By Anonymous. Well, first of all, um, you should definitely feel like you... Or you do have the right to be afraid because uh, this psychopath can still buy a gun. Well, here's the thing that really sticks out for me. Uh, I heard that the best action is no action. Where did you read that or hear that? From your boss who's stalking you? The best action is to document it, call the fucking police, and have a restraining order put on this son of a bitch. Yeah. Now, he might retaliate and try to um, talk about you, but, I mean, fuck him. I mean... I don't know a lot of people in any kind of community job that would be like, uh, well, uh, I reckon you deserved it. Like, what? No, she left the job. The fair is over. Like, it's done. Like, he's the one driving by her house. Like, yeah, yeah like, that. yeah, there's no excuse for stalking. And, like, uh, yeah, dude, I would, oh, man, like, I've never been stalked before, but I feel like I would make it not worth uh, I would, I would hire somebody to stalk them. I was, yeah, there was, um, two ways I was thinking about going about this. One is that she could get, like, if he started to come by at the same time every day, maybe, like, set something in the road to blow out his tires, he drove over it. P prank him back, but it might be a busy highway, that could be difficult. I'd put sugar in his uh, gas tank. I'd hire, a, I'd hire a dirty PI that would take, that would do some yeah, stuff Yeah, definitely get, extra. like, a... Definitely get a private investigator to uh, document all of this so you'll have evidence. Yeah. But if you can find a dirty PI, what you're saying is, yeah, you can fu really fuck with him. Yeah, like I'd find a Better Call Saul PI, and I would just, like, I'd fuck up his car. I'd leave threatening messages, like, in his house, you know, but, like, with weird stuff, like the clowns are watching. 
Yep. Don't don't get a criminal detective. Get a criminal detective. <laughs> exactly. Fuck this dude. Yeah, man. Um, the best. The yeah. The best action is no action if you want this guy to murder you. Yeah, yeah. If you want him to tear your life apart. So he is a creepy fucking stalker who seriously needs to get over this. Um, he can't get over it for whatever reason. Also, he so... was your boss. He did wrong by it. He was more in the wrong for the affair than you were because, like, you're not supposed to have an affair over somebody that you, is your direct, like, your direct superior. That's, that's just case law in any basic, like, office. Like, you can't, the boss can't bang the employees because, like, uh, you know, it crosses a line and it could cause all kinds of problems. Yep. So yeah. I'd get him. I'd get him fired, man. I think she could, because that's the other. That's what she's not considering. She's worried about her job being injured if he makes a stink about it. But you can hurt his job too. So you know he's really got. He will have to face that fact. Also, she if he says did go public about she this. says affair. Uh, also, it says like this was ten years ago, and he's still stalking you. Uh, if affair sounds like one or both of them are married, I would just like start sending letters to his wife. Yeah. Yeah, fuck this dude, man. Um, Jesus Christ. Fucking, uh, I, I hate people, man. I gotta, that, st- I gotta stop bending these on such a down note. Yeah, you always get, like, one really fun one, and then, like, one sad one. It's like, oh. Yeah, well, I, I you know, I try to, uh, I try to go back and forth, you know. <laughs> you are. Lift, lift our readers, readers, lift our listeners up, and then slam them back down. Well, this will lift your spirits. I think I actually sent this to you. Um, so, uh, and this is my like, God, man, uh, are people are people today fucking softer than like people of yesteryear? Yes. Um, because I, I sent this to you. So this is an article by this guy uh, whose neighbors are having a baby. Oh yeah. Oh, yes, I remember this one. Yeah, and so, like, you know, uh, they're on this, this, I guess, this neighbor app, and so they sent out this message um, with, like, a request for, you know, help with the new baby, right? Which right. seems like something kind of cool. Uh, I'm trying to find the exact uh, thing. Okay, so here it is. Here's what they say. Uh, and the millennials say, my wife and I are having a baby. I'm starting a meal train because it's our first and neither of us have a clue what we're doing. If you are feeling neighborly, uh, and then so like you click the link below and it like uh, tells you stuff. Uh, It says they're having a baby um, and they're just, they're asking for help, right? Okay. Um, They're talking about they're feeling joy, but they're scared, which, which makes sense. Like you're having a baby. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it's kind of, it's kind of a scary thing, but like they want people to bring food to them right yes yeah okay well i I don't see anything wrong with that well it gets crazier well i don't see i should correct i don't see anything wrong with requesting it so but anyway it gets crazier yeah their request gets more and more like uh out there so they don't just ask for um what do you call it like money they they give a list of recipes that they would like Mm, i'm not gonna do that yeah. I might bring them a sandwich or something. Or, you know, like, I made uh, chicken and rice tonight. I could bring them some, like, leftover chicken and rice. So That's for, the type of things yeah. I would do. So at first it's not bad, right? Uh, yeah. But they let you know what they do and what they don't like. So, for instance, it says there's a least favorite meals thing. 
and it says, uh, Alex really dislikes mashed potatoes, but again, this isn't necessarily about food. Text me and check in. Maybe come visit. Vacuum. Wash some dishes. Walk the dog. That will nourish us just as much. Mm, okay, they're going a bit overboard. Well, it's just saying, hey, if anybody, we're having a baby, so if anybody want to come by and like maybe help out or like bring food, that would be cool. So then they go even further, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> they said we're looking for a. They said meal train is loose. We're looking for a check-in train to have people check in on us and see if we need or want anything as we acclimate to our new routine. That might mean a meal or some snack staples, yes, or it might mean stopping by and walking the dog or doing some dishes, or simply bringing your smile and some conversation. Text me on your day and I can let you know what we need. If we could use some food but prefer no distractions, I'll put a big white cooler in the side yard. So like. Now it's not even like, hey, come by, be a neighbor. They're just like, also, maybe we don't want to talk to anybody, so put food in the cooler in the side yard for us if we don't feel like talking to you. You know, there's often times where I don't feel like talking to um, people, but I still do it anyway because, you know, you can't always get what you want, and it's not really that bad to have to say hi to someone. Just, uh, I mean, here's what you do. Someone stops in, right? You could be like, ah, but you know, I'm really busy right now, so maybe we can pick this up later. And then they'll be like, okay, and they'll leave. It, it, it works, I promise. It just, it reads very like, uh, I don't know, man. I, you know, and, and somebody, there are people. I, mean, I absolutely do get social anxieties. I understand that. But at the same time, they're like a asking people to come and just sort of like be like the help. Like, you know, people will say, you know, if you're good, the help, that means, you know, you're, you're never seen and everything's always clean. Yeah. And now they're kind of wanting people to do that, except for free. Yeah, exactly. It's also there's two of you and one baby. Um, I, so, I think you can win in a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it's just, it's. And someone was like, "Well, this is what neighbors used to do back in the day." I go, "Yeah, no." When, what? When, no. When, when neighbors fucking knew each other, and it was a fight for survival, where it's like, "Well, Pa fell ill today. Sure would like it if you could help me hitch up the buggy so I can plow the back 40. Like, yeah. Yeah, people, okay, sure, like that, but... People like that would help, but if you're like, Mom and Pa down with the flu, sure would be neighborly if you could bring us some food. Also, just know, we don't like pasta. Like, food, fuck you. If, you, if you're... It's like, I get mad at people with food because it's like, unless you have a severe allergy, if you're hungry, you'll fucking eat it. Yeah, yeah. Because they were like, we, uh, don't, we don't like sugar, you know, we try to eat whole processed foods. You know what I would, you know what I would do to these motherfuckers? I would, hmm. I would, I would just, I would throw tomatoes at their house. Yeah. You know, I've always been a finicky eater, but rather than tell people like, oh, uh, make me something, but not that or whatever. If there's nothing available, I just don't eat. And also, I mean, I've. Back in uh, back in elementary and high school, if I didn't like what they were serving, I just didn't eat. That was never a problem for me. I, I could gladly skip a meal rather than cause a fuss. And nowadays, I cook all my own meals, so you know I always just have what I want. Um, well, it's just like I think if you're going to ask for help, you should just accept the help that people give and not yes. be super specific with it. Yes. So if it was like my baby, I wouldn't be like my baby doesn't want mashed potatoes. I'd be like any food you bring. Is that T-bone steak good for an infant? Well, you know what? He, he's got to learn to chew sometime. Come on, I'd, baby. Gum I'd, it. I'd take a shit in the cooler. <laughs> the one I'd, they put out in the yard? Yeah. Take Wesley's shat-in coffee maker and put it in the cooler I would just be like, on. hey, man, it's whole food. There's no, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, this ain't no mashed potatoes in this one. That's straight colon <laughs> beef. Yep. Yeah, fucking douchebags. Yeah, it just, it was a bit much. Like, they should have... 
what, what bothers me is the uh, now on the on, on Tuesdays we don't like to talk, so please put the not mashed potatoes in the cooler outside. And then on Wednesdays we need for you to come in and vacuum, but yeah. don't make eye contact. Can you come in and vacuum or do the dishes? God I'll, damn, I'll, dude, the vacuum also, is a labor-saving device. Also on Fridays, whenever you come in to, to, to do our windows, I like to talk about Oprah Winfrey from 1 p.m. to 1.25 p.m., but not after that because that's tacky. This, so what we need to talk about at that time is Rosie O'Donnell. This this like, okay. this reads like the contract when like a famous person stays at a hotel, you know what I mean? Exactly. That, that like, is what it reminds me of. A bowl of holy green M&Ms and, and white chrysanthemums. God so help you if they're not white. Like, wait. You're not Prince. You don't get to be like, and no one make eye contact with me, and I'll need a tiger wearing three gold chains. <laughs> nice. Yeah, man, it just, I don't know, it smacks of entitlement. And I hate the word entitlement, but it definitely smacks of entitlement. Entitlementism? Entitlementism? Entitlementism. Entitlementism. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, from from the onset, just we're having a baby, could people make, could our neighbors make some meals for us? I'm like, yeah, sure, that sounds fair. But whenever they start to get into um, all the other this bullshit, it's like okay, okay. The, these are these are people that don't know you, not your like close friends here. So uh, maybe maybe pump the pump the brakes. Well, in um, pump the entitlement brakes. In uh in good news today, uh, James Bird Jr. Uh, either he was going to be or was executed this week. Sorry, not uh, James Bird Jr. Ah, uh, my apologies. Uh, John Williams King. Ah, James Bird Jr. made me think of James Bond Jr., that old cartoon. Well, if you remember from the 90s in Jasper, Texas, these uh, Ku Klux Klansmen uh, tied this guy, James Bird Jr., to the back of a truck and drug him to death. Oh, shit. 1998. It was one of the most gruesome fucking things that, like, I'd ever heard of. Uh, Well, like, now one of the three men involved is killing. uh, He was executed on Wednesday, so uh, shout out to that, which is weird because I'm against the death penalty for the most part. I'm surprised Trump didn't pardon him. Uh, this one kind of got everybody. Well, here's the weird thing. Um, well, not weird, but like Bird's sister, uh, she forgave this guy 13 years ago and uh, protested the execution saying you can't fight murder with murder. Um, they okay. said they don't feel justice was served because uh, they think that he was just given the option to take some drugs in his arm and go to sleep. Um, I guess they would rather him serve the rest of his life in prison, which... I mean, I guess I can see that. Uh, I, I kind of agree. They should have just let him stay in prison forever. Um, but it's also like, yeah, like... I, but based yeah. on everything I heard, it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As long as there was zero chance of him ever getting out. Yeah, uh, it was it was pretty insane, like, the thing... Because, like I said, I remember this from my childhood. Like, that was a big fucking... Because they, they beat this guy, and then they drug him to death until he kind of I, fell apart. I, I don't remember that. Um yeah. Because uh, I guess in my household we didn't listen to things like that. Uh, I mean, like, uh... and I'm not I'm not sure how I'd never heard about it going to school. Cause, yeah, we'd have still been in school then. Yeah, we so were. I all... don't know. I don't I don't know why that was never brought up. Uh, yeah. So that guy that, that was like right smack dab in the O.J. Simpson Clinton impeachment trial news block, right? It's guys. So... Yeah, it's guys like that that make it hard. So I'm pretty against the death penalty, right? Yes. But when I read a case like that, I go, ah, I'd make an exception for that dude. Hmm. Yeah. You dragged somebody to death behind a truck. Yeah. We don't need you around anymore. All right. Well, my problem with the death penalty is that I don't trust uh, the, the government state, yeah. to be able. Yeah. I, I, 
I don't trust them to be able to execute the right people. So I'd rather no one get executed than the wrong people get yeah. executed. Well, this guy, this because... guy, was, it was pretty cut and dry and, that like he and, did and it. And people try to argue that America's, you know, America's never executed an innocent man. Well, here's the thing about that. Whenever you're executed, your case file is closed forever. So they can, it will never be on the books that you were actually innocent and executed. So on the books, you, we've never executed an innocent person. But in reality, yeah. yeah, we have. We've executed a lot of innocent people. But just officially, the paperwork will never say that they're innocent. Well, in other news, uh, I want to call this segment uh, Tit for Tat. Whooped! Uh, so the United States... Uh, you should be like, this is my tit for tat, Pat. And I'll be like, tell me about it, Pete. <laughs> this is tit for Pat. Um, so I don't know if you heard about this, but the United States labeled uh, the Iranian Republican Guard, which I guess is a big part of their army, as a, an official terrorist group. Okay. Uh, so in, in return, Iran has labeled uh, the entire U.S. Army as a terrorist group. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I mean, that's a discussion that we've been having since 2001, which is, you know, one person's freedom fighter is another person's terrorist uh, group. Well, these so, aren't even freedom know. fighters. These are like part of the uh, part of the fucking army. I was just talking about uh, America. We're, we're freedom fighters for some and we're terrorists to them. Yeah, I mean, we have blown up a lot of weddings and kind of other things that weren't. Yeah, that was not good. Um, it's a, uh, a nice day for a uh, drone wedding. Well, in what I'm going to call a Wesley Scientific Breakthrough News, Ho-ha. an academic has claimed that she invented a cure for homosexuality. Oh? Um, it, is a, it is a suppository that kills the semen-eating anal worm responsible for the excessive sexual urges. What? Mm-hmm. Um, an academic in Kuwait... Oh, oh, oh. Where... <laughs> what, what about like a gay couple that just doesn't have anal sex because they're not into that, but they're still like crazy in love? I guess they're still listening to the worm. Uh, um, <laughs> I guess. But what about women? <laughs> well, and I can't, that's a good question. If it's an, does the worm live in everybody's anus? Yeah, because you know today's actually Lesbian Visibility Day, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, lesbians really do need to be more visible. They get left out of studies like this. Well, this is in Kuwait. People We're... are like, no, lesbians are cute. We won't worry about curing them. But men, ooh, no. Well, this is in Kuwait where gay sex is criminalized. Um, this woman claimed that she found a cure. It's a suppository that will kill the sperm-eating anal worm that facilitates excessive sexual urges. <laughs> um, uh, she says, this is science, so there's nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, the sexual urge develops when a person is sexually attacked, and afterward it persists because there's an anal worm that feeds on semen. Um... Do you think that as soon as this came out, that Mike Pence was on the first fucking flight to uh, Kuwait? I need to. I need for you to put that right up my butt and get rid of my anal worms. Um. Uh. I got. I'm sorry, honey. I got to go to Kuwait. It's a. It's a goodwill tour. Got. It. I got to go. I'm sorry, mommy. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, mom. mother. Sorry, mother. But that's so weird that like, this would be something so easy to prove scientifically, right? Right. Couldn't you just, like, I have the worm here in a jar, and I've been feeding it semen? (laughs) (laughs) I think so, but... I guess the question is, like, is the worm talking to you? Is it like, hey, hey, man. Precious! (laughs) Let me, uh... Also, why would the worm live in your ass? Why wouldn't it go straight to the balls where semen is made? Like, you're... You could go right to the chocolate factory, man. Yeah, I mean, the, uh... 
fucking the prostate's like right there. Tunnel through that, and you're you're in the gravy. Yeah, <laughs> you're in the sweet man gravy that you crave. Yeah, I I don't know. It's a stupid worm. That should be the opener to our show. <clears throat> da, 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 stupid worm time. I was gonna say Pete and Pat. We've got that sweet man gravy that you crave. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh man. Uh, it's so this is happening in Kuwait. Meanwhile, in Brooklyn, uh, the number of people that have measles has gotten uh, like there are more people like the, the measles numbers exploding. Like at a certain point, we go, we've eradicated measles. And then measles was like, I'm back. And then, uh, yeah, because people are afraid of vaccinations. OK, we did it, y'all. We we cured the measles. Wait, what what's that banging on the door? Is that an axe? Here's Johnny. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, so measles is back. Also, uh, not just in Brooklyn, but I guess um, in Pakistan, people don't trust the government, so they're shooting uh, people that are trying to eradicate polio. Shooting the typhus. Wait, they're shooting people that are trying to cure polio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've been trying to do this polio eradication thing in Pakistan, and I guess people are just like, I'm not buying it. Get off my land. Um, my polio. Yeah, they just they there's like been a, this last week they shot a couple cops and then they shot some aid workers that were like, hey, we just want to vaccinate your kids against polio and they were like, blam, blam, blam. I already trusted you with the anal worms. I let you put pills in my butt. It didn't work. But You're that's, trying to say polio's real too. That's, Get off of my property. What I understand about the world? We think that homosexuality is caused by semen eating anal worms. But we're not vaccinating people against polio. People are just not convinced that polio is a real thing. Maybe if we know. told people that polio was caused by a semen-eating anal worm. And, and now in uh, North Georgia, like, what is it? Hepatitis A, B, C, G? I don't know. Is like, breaking out again. It's like, cool. Just let all the diseases come. Uh, yeah, I just like... Oh, my God. <laughs> in, um, in, in STD news, I actually learned something recently. I just thought it was a fun fact. Uh, back in the day, like a hundred years ago, everyone used to sort of sleep in the same beds together. Yeah. Like before the 1950s um, sitcoms it tried to make little, it look like it everyone slept bit, in different beds. It, yeah, I guess. But then, it, yeah. yeah, like uh, people people just all slept in the same beds together. That was what you do. You can see this in uh, old literature, like in uh, Moby Dick, different people that are strangers are just sleeping in the same well, beds. It was two things. A, but, like... People didn't have a lot of beds, but B, also, there was a lot of, like, well, I guess we all got to sleep together so we don't die from the cold. Hey, part of that, but also, so back then, there was a whole lot of, like, bugs you would get from one another. Yeah. And syphilis was one of them that everybody had. It was just, like, it was a mild irritant, but everyone had syphilis, and you got it from sleeping in the same bed with everyone else. Delicious. When we decided to stop sleeping in the same beds together, syphilis transformed. It mutated into an STD and became the brain-rotting disease that uh, we know it as today. Well, you got to go back even further. So before that, before syphilis, uh, when it first hit, it was a big hit. It rotted people's noses off. You were basically walking around looking like zombies as your flesh dropped off when you had syphilis back in like the 1300s. Yeah. It was really bad. Uh, but I, I thought of a really cool movie line for, like, the measles outbreak. Like, this summer, when we decided to fight measles and other diseases, we never realized that they would fight back. And then, like, sound of, like, a shotgun cocking, like, um, And, like, yeah, no one thought, I guess, that polio would, would take on the form of a guy with a shotgun. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, uh, th- this polio evolved to become this guy with a gun. I here's what I think. It's like Hobo with a shotgun, or the movie Rubber, and now it's polio. Yeah, now we, it's just like a floating gun because the polio is holding it. Yeah, <laughs> bam. We gotta. Well, wouldn't polio be too weak to hold a gun? I, I, I mean, it's special effects. I know. I just mean polio the disease. It makes you <laughs> weak, right? Oh, someone with polio. Oh yeah, no, not not if it's a hoax, like like the butt worms. I think we ought to open up what I call Disease Island. Um, I, I know <laughs> the that, island of misfit diseases. And I know that Fox did this with Temptation Island back in the '90s. Um, <laughs> but I think what we do is like, if you we just I set up an island that's got all the amenities and everything, and you can come live there and work there, and you don't have to have any vaccinations, but you cannot leave. Hmm. You hmm, hmm. can call it a uh, naked and afraid and clapped. <laughs> clapped and afraid. Um, yeah, so, like, I just vaccinate your fucking kids, man. Come on, like. <laughs> TLDR, get the vaccinations. It, it, it'll be fine, I promise. Yeah, um, in lighter news, I thought this was really cool. So, they opened up this thing in Oxford, this little this little place, and it's right. called the Library of Things. And basically, everybody that's just got shit that, like, they, you know, have but they're not using right now, they put it in the library and you come rent it for, like, ten bucks. So if you're just like, I need a disco ball, you go to the library of things and rent a disco ball for the night. You know what I mean? Interesting. Or, if, or if you're like, I need a belt sander, you're like, you go to the library of things, you rent a belt sander. It's awesome. Why Why isn't this everywhere? I don't know. Like, it's so it's a... cool. We have so much shit, we could just put most of our stuff in a library of stuff and then people could just rent it. Are. Yeah, it sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, well, I know why we don't have it, because fucking capitalism, that's why. Yeah, be... Hey, yes, absolutely that. That means that people aren't going to buy a belt sander. Like, imagine everyone that rented that belt sander, that's one lost belt sander cell. So people that make belt sanders are like, that's, that's going to cost us hundreds of dollars. We can't let people do that. So, you know, they... Yeah. Uh, they... They will go out of their way to try and stop that. I bet that the belt sanding company would send someone to rent out the belt sander and not return it. That way, it'll look like, well, you know, uh, people just steal the belt sander. We we gotta we can't have that anymore because <laughs> corporations will try and stop people from doing that. I like they would just assassinate the fucking librarian. I, they'll they'll do it through more underhanded ways, or they'll just shoot the librarian in the head. Either way, point point being is that uh, capitalism, it's there are so many instances where it's good, but like late stage capitalism gets starts getting super fucked up. Well, I mean, when you're just making things for the sake of like, well, if we don't make things, the economy will fall apart. Like, well, then come up with a new system, brother. I just yep, because I'm. Yeah, the current economy is built on the well. No, the current business model is built on a system of constant growth mm-hmm. and always outdoing yourself the year before, and like cancer. Yeah, exactly. It's constant just uncontrolled cancer. growth. Uh, so, <laughs> you ready to get to the big news today? Yes, Pete. What is the big news story of the day? Papa Joe Biden's officially running for president. Hey, he's like the Fonz. Oh, he's like Joe. the Fonz that no one cares about. <laughs> I, yeah, he jumped the shark. When, when when was his jumping the shark moment? Uh, probably when he was vice president to to to, to uh, Obama. Oh uh, yeah, that that was so unbelievable. There's no way that happened. So the, the actually, I saw this weird picture of um Biden from 30 years ago, and he had lost all of his hair. He got it back since then. It's crazy. Uh, so the problem with Biden is, I think he might represent the best chance to win in 2020. 
but he doesn't represent the, the the best of us. Yes, he doesn't represent where the Democratic Party wants to be. I don't know, man. Maybe that's what we need. He's also seventy eight, which I'm like, why is anybody at seventy eight running for president? You're too fucking old. I I will tell you, there's one reason I would want him to win at this point because Trump has the record of the oldest person to ever be elected to their first term. Yeah, I don't and want I want I want records. him. Yeah, I, I want that shit to be broken. I would just I would like for our next president just to be an ancient lying machine that just it's it's thousands of years old and it also just computes and spits out lies faster than a human can so it just takes <laughs> all of his records away not even he can't even he doesn't even have the fucking record of lying i am the most bigly greatest fabulous okay biggest inauguration crowd ever if anyone's not aware he is a, trump is quickly rapidly approaching the ten thousand unique lies since taking office mark so Biden's got some stuff in his past. The big thing was during the confirmation of uh, Justice, Just, Justice, Justice Clarence Thomas in 1991, um, he was accused of uh, sexually harassing Anita Hill, right? Right. Um, and if you if you watch the, it, it hurt me. So when when Cannavale was being uh, that whole, and if you if you ever need a hill to die on, that is that is the one. God, I hate you, and so does everyone else. <laughs> So, so like, uh, she's testifying that this dude um, acted super inappropriate towards her and other women. Um, and so I watched it. I went back and watched clips of the interview, and Biden's the one running it. And, like, it's it's so terrible. It's a bunch of old white guys in 1991 uh, just grilling this black woman that's trying to be like, yeah, this guy, uh, this guy sexually harassed me. And like, there was some weird shit in it too, where the guy's like, one guy's like, Hey, boobies, we can all say it, right? I like that word. It's a good word. Like, you're like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah. Cause seriously, by then they should have known better. Well, so now that Biden's running for president, <laughs> did you my, catch that one? I did. And I ignored it. <laughs> taken, taken. Now taken. that he is running for president. Well, take in mind, this was in 1991. How many years ago was 91? Uh, 28 years ago. 28 years ago. Yes, Um, I will uh, say. So the first day of his campaign, Biden called her saying that he had shared with Miss Hill his regret for what she endured 28 years ago. When he was, (laughs) She told him to go fuck himself. She should have, yeah. When he was chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Um, So, like, if you haven't apologized in 28 years... Why now? No, it's not real. No one gives a shit, and you're full of crap. Like, yeah, and that just generated negative publicity right when he's starting to uh, run for president, because everyone knows he's only apologizing because he's about to run for president. And I get that, like, he's an old guy, but like, dude, like, you could have apologized for this at any point in the last twenty-eight fucking years. Yep. Yeah, like, it's if you get a chance, just Google it, watch the try. It's just, it'll make you sick. Like. The fact that anybody is the victim and you're just, like, grilling the victim is insane. Yeah, because, I mean, that's how they treated women for, like, straight up until last year, I think. Whenever a woman was sexually harassed, they'd be like, So why were you being a temptress, walking around in your short skirts, getting men all agitated? Just, you're, you're a wild woman, you... Well, the reason... That's, another that, reason, that's how they treat Another treat reason people. this is a bullshit apology... Uh, Anita, Feminine Wilds! That's the word I was trying to think of. Yeah, anyway. Hill said, the focus on the apology to me is one thing, but there needs to be an apology to the other witnesses, and there needs to be an apology to the American to the American public. Uh, the Biden campaign said that it would have no comment beyond its initial statement. 
on Mrs. Hill's reaction. So, like, fucking, now they're like, we're not going to say anymore. Like, fuck you guys. Come on, man. Is this the best that we can put up as a seven to eight-year-old fucking asshole? And the thing is, I kind of like Biden, which is like, I don't know why. Well, he's a charming, charismatic person. Yeah, so I I mean, that's just uh, the fact of the matter. And so was Trump. Trump. That's what you're going to say, right? No, I was going to say so was Hitler to a lot of people. (laughs) Well, same thing. Very charming and charismatic. Um, yeah, but but so is to the people that like Trump, he is charismatic to them, right? Like I don't fucking see it, but I have to acknowledge clearly they do. But the other problem is, and I talk in great length with friends about this, and this is an interesting problem: is that like, do you feel like we are, uh, you know, like the left and liberals are neutering their own movement by cannibalizing people, like yeah. uh, like Biden and like um, uh, what's old old Hansy McGee? What was his name that they removed? Kavanaugh. No, he's not on our side. Um, fucking Al Franken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just sort of like the the whole is the is the moral superiority we gain from cannibalizing these people uh, worth losing them as 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 you know part of the party? Yeah, because that's actually a really big problem. Is that the Dems are trying to play by the rules, and the GOP doesn't give a. F- fuck about the rules that's why uh, at the end of kent Starr's report he could recommend bill clinton be impeached and uh, muller did not recommend trump be impeached because muller followed the rules and kent Starr that was a political hit job which i do have a couple things to say about that i have several things to say about this whole thing because i've learned more since the last podcast yeah first of all people are saying we're worried about trump becoming more popular after the impeachment so let's not impeach him because uh, you know what happened to bill clinton Couple things. A, um, Bill Clinton was impeached in '98. He won re-election in '96. So the impeachment didn't spur him on to uh, winning the election. And in fact, what was the next president after him? A Republican. So uh, it may have made him more popular in the polls, but a Democrat did not win after him. Yeah. So, um, uh, so that's a misnomer. That sounds like Trump's people are trying to muddy the waters of information again. Well, the idea is if you delay the impeachment process long enough, we'll get we'll get into the we'll get close to the election, and there is definitely a cutoff. By the time we hit the election, everyone's going to be too busy campaigning, and no one's actually going to push for impeachment. I've said before, yeah. I think that we should impeach, that, but I don't think we can with the Senate still in the hands of the Republicans right now. I think they should try. I think that Nancy Pelosi should start pushing for this really hard now i know what they're trying to do they're just trying to like get more solid information down because trump keeps blocking the um the the house and the senate from being able to uh, interview people right. so that is further obstruction of justice yeah. charge three of nixon's impeachment was that he was blocking people from testifying yeah so yeah, yeah. this is one of the major charges that nixon dealt with and that's what trump's doing right now yeah and so that's like one of my um notes here is that shit is just taking too long attorney attorney general william barr is testifying on may 2nd Mueller has been requested to and now the house judiciary committee has subpoenaed documents from don mcgann by may 7th and expect to hear from him by may 21st the worst part about it too is that one of the reasons he needs to go is and also uh let's not forget mcconnell has got to go he during Mm -hmm. some campaign rally was just like if Trump doesn't get elected in 2020, I'm going to block everything. I'm going to be the Grim Reaper. And I was like, when you're that old, should you really be making Grim Reaper jokes? I'm just saying, you're pretty old. Maybe don't make that joke, McConnell. Because uh, the last thing to get blocked up might be your old corroded arteries. 
Uh, we, we could we could be so lucky. So also, how old is he? He's like in his seventies, right? McConnell. He looks like he's in his thousands. Um, I think he's about two hundred and fifty. That's like about the age turtles like beach themselves and try to dry out. I like to think uh, that he's like a, he's like a short, old, Connell chubby little Page. Randall Flag. He's just timeless, jumping from like world to world, trying to destroy humanity. Oh my God, he's only seventy-seven. He's fucking younger than Joe Biden by a year. I think also there should be an age cap. There should be congressional limits, but also there should be a goddamn age cap. Like, you can't be like a septuagenarian and be like, I still want to be in the Senate. Like, come on, Maybe. dude. This should be a mandatory retirement Na- age. Nancy Pelosi, 79. Yeah. How, how is she older than McConnell? This is why our country's in trouble, because the goddamn crypt keepers are the ones running things. Like... The whole oh, so the whole election God. fraud thing, right? You know why there's been no movement on that? Why is that? Because none of these motherfuckers understand the internet. Yeah, that's a big part of it. Series of tubes, my friend. Speaking of people not understanding stuff, um, Trump's people have been trying to confuse everyone about what the Mueller report said by saying, well, you see, it didn't say that he was guilty, so he must be innocent. But the report says, I think it's on page six, that... Um, that's where Mueller lays out the parameters of this impeachment and gives right. himself the this is a self-enforced rule that he cannot with this report um, find the president guilty. Right. He says that this report will not will choose not to weigh in on whether he's guilty or not. Because However, not... it will weigh in on whether or not he's he was innocent. innocent. Exactly. Because guilt is for impeachment, which is for the House and the Senate. Constitutionally, like he does not like I have the like special counsel does not have the power to and, impeach like that is the job of the other branches of government. Right. And Mueller explicitly did not find him innocent. He's like, I did not find him to be innocent. He could have judged innocent, but he did not. He said, well, I couldn't find him to be innocent. And in fact, Mueller lays out 10 occurrences of obstruction, eight of which had substantial evidence of obstruction. Substantial meaning so, this is all the evidence in the fucking world. He definitely did there was this, a really, but here it is for you. There was a really great um, Trevor Noah bit about like how uh, you know the United States is weird in that like you can be... So obstruction is a crime even when the crime that you're trying to obstruct uh, does not exist. And he was talking about how Trump is now finding out about the justice system, what black people have always known. And he was talking yeah. about there's a story about a guy that was arrested. They were like, well, what did you arrest him for? And they were like, resisting arrest. And they're like, yeah, but what was the original arrest for? Resisting arrest. So you're you're being arrested for resisting being arrested. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like that. that's the whole, you know, Trump's like, I didn't do anything. Well, you still obstructed justice, which in the United States, weirdly enough, is still a fucking crime. Yep. So... Uh, I can like prattle these off, but they're all things like efforts to fire Mueller. Like that's the big one where he ordered his people to fire Mueller. Uh, firing Comey was at you know substantial evidence of uh, obstruction. And I listened to a little bit of AM radio where they're like, he's he's constitutionally allowed to fire anybody he wants. And I go, true, but when you're firing people for the express purpose that can be proved of obstructing an investigation, then it gets sticky because then you're committing a crime. Exactly. It's like you're free to fire your gun wherever you want to unless a person's, like, right there in front of it. Right, or unless you're shooting it at somebody that's actively investigating you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then, you're, then you're obstructing justice by shooting at the people investigating you. Trump yeah. just has to do it in the middle of Fifth Avenue. Then he won't lose any support. I mean, the wheels of justice are slow, but I do hope that a 
I, I do hope that like a Republican alternative comes to the front if we don't impeach him and the party abandons him and goes to the other guy. That to me, best case scenario, uh, like a um, what's what's old uh, old Mormon old Mormon face's name with the binders full of women? Oh Jesus! Uh, if you hadn't asked, I could have remembered his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the guy who ran against the guy who ran against Mitt, the, Mitt Romney. Yeah, so I'm hoping that maybe because Mitt seems like he's really setting himself up uh, to be a Republican yeah, front runner. Because I don't know if people are unaware of this, but uh, the Republicans don't have to go with Trump as uh, the person they run in 2020. They can just pick someone else. Yeah, I mean, they may they they've never done so before, like in American history. I don't think we've ever done that. Oh well, but it's possible we, you can do it. It has happened. I mean, like uh, like uh, outside of the early 1800s. Yeah, Lyndon B. Johnson lost the support of the uh, Democratic Party uh, before his second term, and then decided not to run. Um, so. Okay. Yeah, man, um, it's happened before. Like you can, the party can pull support, and I think that would be the wisest thing for that party to do is pull support, rally behind someone else, and without party support, there's uh, even if he runs as an independent, there is almost no way he can win. Um, the only problem with pulling party support, I, I would love it if he ran as an independent. That's what I was hoping would happen last time. Would be that he would lose at the uh, the RNC well, and the, he would run as an independent and pull the GOP in half. That's the problem. So if they do pull support for Trump and he still runs anyway, it'll shave enough off of the uh, the vote so that it would almost assure a Democratic victory. Yeah. Um, which is which probably... is why they wouldn't want to splinter him, right? Because they'd be pretty sure that he would do that. Um, but I mean, like I said, it, it it may work out that like they pull support from him and then still win anyway. Uh, but I think it's a better move either way because any any putting anything up besides him is a better. I don't know if he can win the twenty twenty election. I mean, he shouldn't be able to, but. The, our government has done nothing to stop Russia from interfering again, and they've only yeah. gotten more sophisticated with experience and practice. Yeah, but like a lot of their stuff's been brought to light, so I don't know how effective their election meddling would be this time. Well, I mean, the people that are in charge, are, well, most of them are still in charge, so we'd have to wait and see. Because we know, they know, that if they get away with it, nothing can stop them as long as they keep succeeding so they have to try and succeed like their but, lives depend on it yeah but at the same time do you need to meddle with this next election because your last thing was so successful you can just let it ride and whatever's going to happen is going to be disputed oh they're definitely meddling like they're already gearing up to do it again yeah so i don't know man um i guess the biggest takeaway from this episode is fucking go out and vote you bunch of animals yeah Get everyone you know to, especially if you live like out in red states, get more and more blue people to vote out there. Flip them. Yeah, well, I still think the key to all of this is we need to open up. You, to uncalcify the political system, you need to open up more parties. Uh, we need to set it up so there's a guaranteed like third and even fourth party out there uh, to kind of keep things shook up. I think the two-party system, uh, it's, it's hard. That's, that, that would be a... A great idea if someone like Trump wasn't running. We have to get rid of that tumor because he is the worst possible thing we could have. Yeah, we can't but, have another orange Hitler but the running problem, America. The problem is, though, if it stays two-party, whether he wins or loses, we're still calcified into two camps. I don't agree with the Democratic Party. I don't like cool. most... Let's just, let's just get past the danger, and then we can start decalcifying. Yeah, but my whole point is, like, I, I wouldn't be a Democrat if there was any other option. Actually, I think I that I'm still listed as the Green Party right now, because <laughs> they sent me a text the other day, and I'm like, who the fuck are you guys running now? Um, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so, 
I don't know, I'm not man. sure who their front runner is. Fucking, uh, fucking fix it. That's I just want someone to fix the shit. Oh, there was a delightful little bit of Trump news I left out. He met with the head of Twitter the other day, Jack Dorsey, in like a, a meeting, and the notes uh, yeah, about it I came out that. that he was mad because he had lost followers because they purged a bunch of like bots. Yep. And he was just like, "I'm losing followers." Like, yeah, because they're not real. Yep, yep. And uh, did you know that uh, Trump has half the number of followers that Obama does? That's, that's probably got a stick in his crawl. That's got to bother him so bad. St- stick in his crawl like a semen addicted worm. I did kind of agree with something that Jack Dorsey said. You know, people are like, we should ban him from Twitter. And he's like, well, I think that leaders of countries should actually be allowed to speak on Twitter because if we take that platform away from them, they'll just do it somewhere else. Um, that's got good and bad connotations. A, you're elevating, a, you're, ele- you're elevating, you're basically giving them a megaphone which they may not otherwise have, but at the same time, is hiding the megaphone really uh, the best bet? The, I mean, he's digging his own grave. Every tweet he ever tweets is going to be something that the GOP has to answer for for the rest of their existence. So we're always going to be able to use him against them. And right now they can pretend like they're okay with this, but it's going to haunt them forever. And Trump only works for Trump. Yeah. That everyone that's ever backed him, we could be like, remember whenever you backed the guy that said this? Yeah. You definitely backed him after he said this. Oh, well, and then there was this, and the then thing, there was this. The thing was, I would support random GOP members if they weren't such just absolute shills for the president. Like, be Republican, be 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 well, Democrat, I don't care. But stand for something. Don't always just fucking follow I, the party line. I mean, they stand for big business. That's it. Yeah. They, uh, they stand for getting more money from their wealthy overlords. And that's... Uh, the thing about the GOP versus the Dems is that the GOP are 100% for big business. They don't give a fuck about people. And they have, and because of that, the big businesses are able to um, feed the most effective propaganda to the people to convince them to vote against their own best interests. I don't think as, but many, the, I don't think as many people are on his side as you think. I think that enough are that he won the last election. Mm, I, but uh, yeah. but it's going to further that by saying, now, the Dems, there is definitely corporate corruption creeping into the crevices there, particularly of their oldest members. Like, Nancy Pelosi is a big threat because Trump is very profitable for her, and that's why she doesn't want to do impeachment. Has anybody ever thought about dragging her out of the sunlight and see if she just turns into a cloud of bats and smoke? <laughs> Very likely. She could happen. So, I mean, it's not like the Dems are not corrupt. It's not like they don't have corruption, but it's still comparing mountains to molehills. They're at least trying to pretend like they're not corrupt. They're at least preaching good ideas I and found good out, things. Pro-consumer ideas, right? I found out the other day that a friend of mine loves Trey Gowdy and hates AOC in the exact opposite way that I love AOC and hate Trey Gowdy. Oh, yeah? Who's yeah. uh, Trey Gowdy? You don't remember the lopsided head guy that was like at the uh, Canava hearing? It's he's like a tea partier and stuff. He's from South Carolina. Oh. He's the one that's all like, no, 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 no. Let, let, let me, let me, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Like, yeah, he's the. Oh, that guy, the idiot. <laughs> yeah, little lump-headed idiot. Uh, yeah, that's. I was just talking to a friend. He's just like, I like Trey Gowdy. I'm like, are you kidding? I hate that dude. Um, so it's just funny that we all have our, we all have, just like Game of Thrones, we all have our champions, and uh, we'll have to wait till next Sunday to see how it plays out. Yep. Uh, I swear to God, this whole election cycle, when we get into the 2020 election, I'm just going to be like, da 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 da
Let's say, um... <laughs> you're such a... Oh, I have. Like, you're just sad. Like, you just... All your efforts to get Peter Dinklage on a ticket have just failed. You're like, I have tried so many times. I've held rallies and no one came. I had to eat... Just... I had to eat so many, so many cookies I made for this rally. <laughs> Peter Dinklage a... didn't even come. In fact, he filed a restraining order against me. I'm just a sad Eeyore. I guess that's all I can do for Dinklage. I made the lemon squares and nobody bought them. Yeah. You know what it's like making a thousand lemon squares and no one eats them? <laughs> it's <laughs> like having a thousand lemon squares that you now have to eat or they'll go bad. My poop smells like Lysol. <laughs> Lysol! <laughs> lemon pledge! Do you know what it's like having a coffee maker in a hotel smelling like Lysol? And we like to just at the, at the you know, as we wrap up here, I'd like to issue a sincere apology to all the hotels we stayed in as teenagers. No one deserves that, and we're sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I still blame Wesley. He did it. <laughs> How dare you on yours? Well, uh, until next time, guys. Uh, I guess keep listening. Uh, Pat, hit him with the social media. Oh, right. The socials, though, if you want to follow us, you can do so at Those Muckrakers on Twitter. You can also email us at Those Muckrakers at gmail.com. And you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Thriftington Post. Nobody sent us a damn email yet, and I'm sad about it. People, send us an email. Send us your own Dear Abbies, and we can, like, read them on the air and discuss your problems and tell you how to handle them. Send us a question. It's like, there is a stalker. What should I do? Shoot him. Okay, move on. Next. <laughs> All our advice is just going to be shoot him. <laughs> there's, there's a man I really love. What should I do? Shoot him. Shoot him. And you know what they say. If you love something, shoot it. And if it comes back to you, it was meant to be. And if it doesn't, you're probably going to face criminal prosecution. Remember... If you shoot it and it's still alive, shoot it again. Double tap. You got to take care of that. Oh, we're going to jail. <laughs> Don't shoot him. Yeah, because that'll save it. <laughs>